So when you say psychosomatic, you mean like he could start a fire with his thoughts? No, not at all. It means it's all in his mind. I'm just saying, sometimes you get a knock on the head, you get right. special powers. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> all right, all right. Seminars all in Wichita Falls. Next one up June 11th through the 13th with four spots left. Then August 13th through the 15th. And then after that, October 15th through the 17th. For lifting camps coming up, we do have a self-sufficient lifter camp on both May 15th and July 10th in Wichita Falls where we cover the squat, the press, and the deadlift, how to film yourself, and then how to diagnose your own technique on your own. We have a couple squat camps on the list, May 29th in Orlando, and then June 19th in Houston at Starting Strength Houston. And then finally for lifting camps, our first ever Olympic lifting camp covering the snatch as well as the clean and jerk. That'll be in Denver on June 19th, and that'll all be coached by Rip and Nick. And of course, we have our multitude of meets in Omaha as usual, but we also have a special meet on July 24th. We're doing a classic Olympic lifting meet where we're not only will we contest the snatch and the clean and jerk, but also the clean and press. Great news. Our newest starting strength gym in Plano, Texas has opened off of Preston Road and starting strength gyms are looking for talent. So if you think you'd want to coach professionally, head over to startingstrengthgyms.com and check out the coaching tab to find out about what opportunities there are and what career paths they are. Starting strength gyms, of course, headed up by Ray Gillenwater. Fun fact, I looked up Gillenwater is actually an Aramaic name and the literal translation is one who is crazy because he plays with himself. For more details and information on anything that I've talked about, as usual, head over to StarringStrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. Take it away, Mark Wolf. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the Internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting strength. Radio. Welcome back. I'm assuming you've come back to Starting Strength Radio. It's Friday and you're back. Now, back means you've been here before, right? I mean, back's an interesting term, isn't it? There's all kinds of implications, like gun buybacks. That's always amused me, right? Because the stores don't buy them back. Where you buy them, the store doesn't buy them back. You don't sell it back to Big Five or Walmart. It implies that the government owns the store, right? That the government owns the gun. That it, yeah, that the government sold you the gun and still owns the damn thing, so they can buy it back if they choose. It's a problem. It's a serious problem. It's a problem for me. Serious problem. It's a problem for them. They just don't understand it. That's true. Did you see the guy that made the you, working gun out of a piece of two by four in just a barrel? And really? He made it for like fifty bucks, and then sold it to them for five hundred dollars. Nah. Because <laughs> they had to buy them. Made money, man. <laughs> Do they what when they buy a gun back? What determines the price? I think they pay a flat for anything. Five hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> They're even stupider bucks. than I thought they were. God Almighty! Australians right. will have to tell us. I don't really know. <laughs> Australia worked out so well. 
didn't it? Everybody goes, well, they want them back. Walk their guns down to the... And now they can't leave the house. Right. <laughs> Without the cops beating them to bloody goo. <laughs> you poor fuckers in Australia. Oh, God damn. What a deal. Oh, did you see the thing from Canada the other day? The Canadian... The martial cops, law? Uh, no, the Canadian. Well, yeah, that in that's in Quebec, right? No, that was Toronto. Toronto, they got. They, he said, "We look, we've told you enough times. What they We're said, through talking. What they said was, this is your last warning. Your last warning. Like they're fucking kindergartners. This is your last warning. Wow. You're going to be on <laughs> quiet time, or what do they call it? When time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> We're going to put you on time out. <laughs> this is your last warning. Oh, fucking Canada! That's oh, fabulous place. But no, the the but they have poutine. The uh, no, they they keep fucking with this guy that's running that church. Oh, the and, the uh, and uh, yeah, he just yells at him till they leave. Yeah, Eastern European. <laughs> he's done that guy. twice. Yeah. Oh no, shit! Good for him. Yeah, that's the second time he just yells at him, calls him queers and faggots and <laughs> Nazis and communists and all this other shit and they finally they can't stand the filthy language so he, so they just leave canadian okay <laughs> they, can't, they can't deal with the, the anger strong language, strong language is okay you know. buddy sorry <laughs> basically what they got like six cops and he just stands out on the front step and tells them to all gonna go get fucked and shit and he it's funny because even, they, even in they places, leave even in places like that you see the person that's in the lead there is is some woman from the health. Oh, department. it's some little pudgy and fucking the, the fat girl. The cops are just there as a show of force. Yeah, they're they're the muscle because they know they can't do anything. And then the you, know, you get a guy like that just yells them, screams them out of the place, and they can't do shit about it. Can't do shit. Even in Canada, they can't do shit. They can't do shit. Even the Canadian. Well, it's, it's Canada. So yeah, ATF, take note. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we're doing Q and A today. <laughs> How do you know that? Well, you know that because I've got this stack of shit here on the desk. I'm wearing the Schutzstaffel shirt. <laughs> Those of you that that uh, want one of these better get it before this gets... Is this racism? Schutzstaffel well, was a can you be racist patently racist say? organization. Sure. And uh, this is the same initials as Schutzstaffel. I don't know that you, you know the fact that we are called Starting Strength is obviously irrelevant. But this is I don't know that you can point to something on yourself and ask if it's racist. It's fucking <laughs> it's assumed. It's obviously racist. <laughs> what, what, if I'm wearing it, it's racist, question. right? <laughs> because I, anything I wear is by definition. Notice racist. that that entire half of the room is by definition racist. Yeah. Well, I mean. You'll notice that white letters yep. are on top of a black shirt, on top of a black shirt, on the black shirt. So if I had a white shirt on. That's white for my Yankee friends. White. 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 <laughs> white out. So it's if I had a white shirt... <laughs> It's weird when With, he says it appropriately. Like it says it. It's, it sounds stupid. All right. It sounds weird. W I T E. If I had a white shirt 
That's with black good. letters on it, then it wouldn't be racist because then black would be on top of the white. Yeah. Of the white. Yeah. And that would imply uh, what? A better way. A better way. Or something. <laughs> a better world. Yeah. But since this is a black shirt with white letters on top of the black, then it's racist. Yep. There's a way, if you just think about it, man, there's a way to make everything racist. And that's what, there's a whole industry. Well, not even racist. Right. There's a way to make everything, the best word, problematic. Problematic. Because then it can be anything, right? It could be right. racist, it could be sexist. It's it could just be problematic. Could be, it's, it's not a problem, but problematic. Right. Now, why use two syllables when you can use four? Exactly. So, all right, anyway, we're going to start off the show today like we always do with our favorite little portion of the show, and that's called Comments, comments from, from the, the Heaters. heaters. Okay. Comments from the douchebags. Maybe we ought to change the name of that to comments from the douchebags. You like haters better? I love haters. Okay. All right, we'll leave it alone then. Whatever you guys want to do, that's what we'll do. They don't rise to the level of douchebags. I mean that's no, they're, they're they're not even douchebags. Not even douchebags. They're not even douchebags. Right. They're just the bottom three percent. Yeah. Gavin Newsom's a douchebag. Oh These yes, are... there is no better example of a fucking douchebag. Gretchen Whitmer is a douchebag. Gretchen Whitmer's a douchebag. Trudeau. I, Trudeau Trudeau's giant he, douchebag. He's yeah, he's he's. The, I mean, there ought to be a, de- a dictionary definition and just all these people's pictures. Douchebag, douchebag, douchebag. Yeah, but haters, well, there are lots of examples, aren't yeah. there? YouTube commenters, just haters. Lots and lots of examples. YouTube commenters, just plain old just haters. Bottom of the barrel, goddamn run of the mill, ninety twos. Here's one. It's getting the bar in the right spot for the deadlift with Pete Troopas. Did Alan Thrall teach you, letter U, <laughs> how to do that? He's got to be trolling. He you think? To, uh, he's got to be trolling. You think he is? I think because of the last Alan Thrall comment. Who, who did that video? I didn't do the video. Pete did. Pete, Pete did? Yeah. Well, why am I reading something about Pete on here? Well, he's still a hater. Well, hate's hate, right? Hate's hate. Hatred is hatred. All right, here's one. Brian Powell says, Rip wants $10 per month to tell people that you need to get fat for the love of the strength game and that you need to stop being a pussy and add five pounds. <laughs> yes. Well, there's a, there's a succinct, <laughs> succinct summary of the entire, entire method. method. <laughs> And this podcast, actually. And this podcast right. by a man with a 92 IQ. You know, he's approaching the top of the curve from the left-hand side. Yeah. At 92. Right? Yep. Okay. This kind of sucks. I don't want to pay 
I don't want to pay $10 a month for this. I probably will. I'm just saying I'd prefer not to. <laughs> I like how he admits, I'm going to do this, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, I'd prefer not to. I'd prefer not to have to charge you, but I mean, fuck, we're broke. Well, if YouTube would. Uh, we're fucking broke. If YouTube, you know, it would turn into a rational organization, we wouldn't have to have to be doing it. Yeah, we're in pretty bad shape. This uh, studio almost bankrupted us. Yeah. <laughs> that piece of plywood in the back. Hey, it's not plywood, Rusty. <laughs> Sorry. That's not That's plywood. That's red oak. Oh, red oak. This is red oak. Oh, Custom, Custom red oak. Custom red oak from Rip's yard. You get paychecks? When what? did you? What have you been given a raise? <laughs> You're not supposed to be being paid. <laughs> I, who's paying this bitch? That's just out of curiosity. It's not me. Was, somebody's uh, doing it under the table, apparently. All right. All right. Here's Mohammed Musa's opinion here. Everything's useless apart from powerlifting moves. Moves. He got that out of uh, Women's Fitness Magazine. Right. Or Vogue. Vogue. He probably got that from Vogue. Power cleans. I'm sure sprinting is also useless. As is walking without a loaded barbell. Because we want you to walk with a loaded <laughs> barbell, right? All single-ed work is hopeless. Even sleeping on a bed. Better to sleep on a flat bench. Wow. I don't... Some of these things are so fucking weird. I, I, <clears throat> All right, here's, a, here's an interesting opinion. If drying paint had a voice, it would sound like his. <laughs> Look, God damn it. <laughs> Vincente, I, <laughs> look, I'm the least boring person that you'll ever be exposed to in your whole miserable fucking life, boy. God almighty. Drying paint, indeed. All right. Good luck with the new income stream. $9.99 a month or $75 a year USD is more than I'm willing to pay for comments from the haters. And the same advice of do the program, gain weight, and my favorite, don't be a pussy. Thank you for all the great free content you've provided. I hope you keep your YouTube videos on this platform instead of locking them behind a paywall. Lock the motherfuckers locked. now. Officially locked. locked. <laughs> Fuck you. Quentin, what? He wants free shit. Give yeah. him free shit. He wants free shit. Well, he's a Democrat. Yeah. He wants socialism. Right? Socialist. All right, here's one that's interesting. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you're right about this trap bar deadlift video. Man, Trigger, that really man. That just triggers everybody's Everybody. Ass. Yeah, just delete this video, dude. <laughs> It really makes them upset. It just upsets them because yeah. they can't somehow learn how to deadlift. Yeah. It's the easiest of the lifts. You just learn how to deadlift. It takes about five minutes, if that long, you know. Uh, but, no, you'd rather trap bar deadlift. Fine. Go ahead. Enjoy yourself. I don't care. 
Why would you think that I cared? How do these people think I care what they do? Have I ever – serious question. Have I ever indicated that I care what any of these idiots do? It's for their own benefit. That's what they just get on YouTube. They have a release, tell you all the things that they want to say to you, and then they feel good. Hmm. And then they check it. And then they check it. And the make sure that the, to see if you responded. Check to see if I responded, and then they watch every week and see if they made it on comments to the haters. The problem is, is they have no power in their real life to say these things that they need to say to people. So they get on the internet, type away, and it makes them feel like they've accomplished something. That's what Rusty does on the Marvel Comics forums. It is. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It is exactly that. <laughs> Wow. Nobody wants to listen to my fucking theories. <laughs> and we bitch about Bree. I know. I know, man. Oh, you should see my comments on the Star Wars forums. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I bet they're entertaining, aren't they? I mean, if anybody knows more about Star Wars than George Lucas, it's, it's, it's you. Right? Shit, when I'm on the internet, I think I know more than him. Well, who came up with Jar Jar Binks? Oh, that's George Lucas's fault. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. All right, Rip camouflages on this background like a deep-sea octopus <laughs> on a coral reef. I guess because it's red oak. You think that's what he means? That must be what he means. There is a bit of a pink hue to the whole the whole thing really is there something you can do with the color balance on that we can make it more blue but it won't look right you just yeah well let's try it more blue try it right now all right here i'll just do a post-production oh we'll do this in camera the right way in camera the old-fashioned way (laughs) show that (laughs) it looks like it's nighttime like a nighttime filter oh it's purple now (laughs) So the red blends with the blue, and now, now you got purple. All right, so where was it to begin with? Let's see. That looks more reasonable, right? Yeah, but uh, that's not, you know, that's not me blending in with the wood. Except that wood is hard. Here, look at that. And I usually am. Look at that. It looks like it was shot in the Oh, God, look at that. Okay, if, if you weren't wearing that racist shirt we wouldn't even be able to tell where you were yeah yeah it's just i mean you can barely see you know any contrast whatsoever there can you all right well all right put it back to normal are we normal now we are normal all right and that's comments comments from, from the haters. Good stuff. That was a good one. Octopus. Yeah. On Oct- coral reef. Deep sea octopus. octopus. Coral reef. Does he not know that coral reefs are not in the deep sea? <laughs> it sounds better if you say just, deep sea octopus. Deep sea octopus on a coral reef. He's come up out of the deep sea where they don't live anyway and is now on the coral reef just so he can. All right. 
All right, we'll take our questions first from our subscribers. Since we value our subscribers, and uh, you should be one of them. All right. All right. Uh, Gus Warden says, since you advocate the avoidance of mainstream media, what are your preferred sources for staying informed? Well, what I generally do is just look around on the web. Um, I have two or three websites that are news aggregators that I go to. Uh, and if you look at, you look at these, uh, primarily I like Instapundit. Uh, I like Citizens Free Press, Citizen Free Press, and I like Populist.press. And that's enough to keep you busy all day. They link to all kinds of things, not just conservative websites, but they link to. I mean, if, if uh, for example, if uh, Governor Cuomo does something stupid, which happens about once every 15 minutes, they'll link to all of that stuff and, you know, they'll link to New York Times coverage of your genius governor up there and you can just read it straight from the horse's mouth uh, so that's where i get most of the stuff but people send me stuff all day you know uh mike matthews just sends me about 30 things a day <laughs> that i don't know where in the hell he gets all this shit but it's uh some of it's crazy but uh some of it's pretty good and, you know, Steph will find things, and first one person and another, Tucker finds things, sends it to me, and I just, you know, just drink all this in. But I never go to the New York Times, CNN, CBS, NBC, ABC, or NPR. Uh, well, that's somebody pointing, because it's it's just, 100% bald-faced lies. And if you're, if you, and I think I mentioned this before, look, people, don't leave the TV on CNN in your house, even if you realize it's bullshit. It's just draining into you. And it's real hard to sort that shit out. Just don't listen to it. Like my buddy Scott Davison listens to NPR on the radio. Can you imagine that? Have you listened to those idiots recently? Not, not oh, in a while. It's just, it's insane. I used to listen to it all the time. And it's, uh, I used to listen to it 20 years ago. I listened to that, listened to them all the time. Back during the Clinton administration, they were about the only news outlet that would actually criticize that stupid motherfucker. And they had a good top-of-the-hour newscast, solid, straight news. Five solid, uninterrupted minutes of a good newscast. And now they have lost their minds. They have lost their minds. I mean, they actually believe that Donald Trump was operating death camps. I mean... Oh, what? he wasn't? <laughs> See, you had it on, didn't you? I had, fuck, must have had you it on. must have had it on. <laughs> God damn. So that's what I do. You got any other suggestions for news? Um, the only the I mean, I, I read some stuff every day, and usually it's from uh, AEIR. What is that? Uh, American Institute for American Institute Economic, Economic Research. Research, I and uh, so I read that every day, and then uh, that's about it. Everything yeah. else is just 
crazy ass shit that you send or yeah. someone else sends me. <clears throat> but A-I-E-R. Fee is good too. Dot com. Fee is good. Fee, the Foundation for Economic Education, they're good. Yep. Uh, oh, there's there's lots of different Citizen Free libertarian Press websites. Citizen Free Press they, is, is borderline full of shit with the way they write their headlines. Their headlines are bullshit. But you just they, go to the go sort it out. Sure. I mean, they're good. You can link to that stuff and go there and learn all kinds of things. Populous.press is set up to look like Drudge used to look. Drudge is communist propaganda at this point. The most about face in the history of media. Drudge. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Nobody really knows what happened. I mean, the man's done a real good job of keeping his mouth shut, whatever happened. But something happened over there. And And, uh, his viewership's down probably 80%. I bet. The other good thing you know, is uh, James O'Keefe. That stuff's great, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that he's would he qualify as news. I guess. Well, uh, no, he he is <clears throat> just trolling the left. Well, so I mean, hard. he does. He's got a he's got but, journalists and shit that write. Oh, he's write got him and stuff. he's got investigative journalists, and he infiltrates yeah. and he videos these people telling the truth about what they're actually doing. Yep. And then everybody else pretends he doesn't exist. <laughs> you know. I think I saw, uh, is it a li- that libertarian um, newspaper? I think I saw one on the desk. Epic Times? Yeah. Oh, Epic Times. Epic Times got paywall on everything they do. Oh, yeah. And so I, I don't mess You're with You're talking them. about at I'm the gym? tired yeah, of well, this. Well, there was one of the papers at the gym. Oh. oh, they had a sample they sent out. But it's, uh, every time you link to an Epic Times story, um, you know, there's a paywall. Mm-hmm. You could read three or four sentences and then. Then there's a paywall. Who owns them? I have no idea. I seem to remember. No, a little dorky fuck. It's mm-hmm. not. No, he doesn't own it. He's just the paid guy. Seems like they're. Uh, I don't know. I was, I've got a thought floating around in the back of my mind about their ownership, but I don't know what the hell it is. I get most of my news uh, from Alex Jones. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Let's see. The really the problem with these things is that everybody that's looking, everybody's listening to this full podcast, have already seen all these comments because this is who's posting on the board. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I've already answered their questions. That was a specific post for Q and A questions. This one is Tommy Gun. Uh, you know, Tom Bailey's wanting me to write a book for women. That's come up eight hundred thousand times. Yeah, I don't know why you would do that. <clears throat> I wouldn't do that because it's stupid. I don't know why any. Yeah, I don't know why. You I would. If nothing else, Steph wouldn't even entertain the idea. Right. And I responded to this. It's sexism. Well, there's that too. Men and women are the same. There's that too. Yeah. Exactly the same, right? So why would I want to be, is that transphobia or gynophobia? What kind of phobia? What am I afraid of? What, gynophobia? That's, gynophobia? You just made that shit up. 
gynophobia is a thing? What is a gynecologist? Fear of vaginas. Who does he deal with? Gynophobia. Lady fear parts. Of vagi- of lady parts. It's G Y N. Is I understand female, that. I've right? never heard that. It's a female. Pre- oh, that's the <laughs> female yeah. prefix. A normal fear of women. Look, how's that different? When are you guys going to figure out that I'm smarter than everybody else in here? <laughs> if I tell you something, the pay one, attention to me. Why are you asking us what kind of phobia it is then? You already know. I'm just case. trying to engage, <laughs> trying to make the program more interesting. Jesus Christ! All right. <laughs> okay. All right. No, we're not going to write a ladies' book. All right. We're not writing a ladies' book. Ladies don't squat different than boys do. Ladies and gentlemen both squat the same way. They both deadlift the same way. They press, bench, and uh, power clean the same way. They all do the same thing. It's the same. <laughs> if you looked at the book, did you notice that we have ladies illustrating the exercise techniques in the book? There's already a women's book. It's called Starting Strength. But we're not going to pander to your grandmother. All right? No. Programming stuff's already covered in practical programming. Programming for women's covered in practical programming. I mean, no. Don't bring it up anymore. We're not going to stoop to that level of... So we could write a women's book, and you know what would would happen? It would sell some copies. Yeah. And then we would have joined the ranks of all the other chicken shit motherfuckers that are just making shit to sell instead of making shit that's actually worth buying. Right. Right. So, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, Well, official, here's a good one from Barry Charles. Will official fatality reporting of the COVID vaccine include those that died with the vaccine, with the vaccine, or only from the vaccine? (laughs) that's pretty good i know you know the answer but the audience needs to hear it (laughs) oh shit yeah they're running up the total here pretty quick (laughs) they're uh what i see about the vaccine fatalities in australia the vaccine fatalities shit really in australia (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there weren't that many people died of the shit in Australia. Yep. And then all of a sudden they are after getting the vaccine. Yeah. Well, there were people dying because they were locked in their fucking homes. Yeah, you think maybe that would have something to do with it? I saw real that that deal uh, that I posted last week. uh, I was a doctor in Idaho. It's a little 25-minute clip. Did you see that? Yeah. And uh, showed it to Ray. This guy's his neighbor up there, and he's uh, uh, making the point that vitamin D is extremely, extremely critical to immune function. And uh, basically, the people that die during flu and cold season died died during low vitamin D season. Makes sense, yeah. And that the, the the people in the demographics that are most susceptible to these types of diseases in general are people who aren't in the sun. Right. They're locked in a rest home. Yep. Yep. You know? 
And uh, yeah, he made a pretty good point. You know, I don't know that, and we've discussed this before, I don't know that it's the vitamin D itself. The vitamin D may be a proxy for something else that's happening while you're outside. Right. Right? It's not necessarily cause and effect. But there, when there's a strong correlation, you need to look at it. Sure. Right? And determine whether it's, you know, got something to do with the – I mean, the phenomenology is that people that are old and aren't in the sun and are pale – color of Brent Carter, you know, are the ones that die of of COVID-19 and the flu and all these other respiratory illnesses because it's mainly old people who don't go outside anymore. Right. So, uh, I mean, that's a, 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 you guys need to look that up and, uh, and watch that guy's uh, little, it's just 20, 25 minutes. It's a short presentation, but it's very good. I recommend you look it up. Maybe we'll look it up for you. Okay, uh, here's one. Where has Rip learned his style of motivational interviewing? <laughs> I have a style of motivational interviewing? What the <laughs> fuck? Isaac, what the fuck is wrong with you? <clears throat> I mean, the vast majority of people that comment on my style of interviewing uh, remark that I won't shut the fuck up and let the interviewer talk. Yeah, Motivational what, interviewing? What is he talking about? What are you talking about? Usually that's in regards to, like, coaching and goal setting and shit like that. What? Uh, I, I, he's assuming, I guess. He's assuming you have. I, I don't know. I don't know what Isaac's talking about. I think your style can be characterized as demotivational. Well, yeah. <laughs> why? Why in the hell? I've heard you tell people why in the hell would you want to do that? like you, a guy says I want to open a gym and you're like why the hell would you? Why do would that? you want to do that? You don't like the way your training's you don't going. Like making money. <laughs> you like starving to death, arguing with people all goddamn day long. You, you're a glutton for punishments. What you are. Okay. That's funny. All right, Isaac's problem. Isaac came to the seminar. Isaac's very young. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's very young. He's 21, 22, something. <laughs> hypothetically, Marty Fox wants to say, hypothetically speaking, if someone were to have made the fatal error of coaching their significant other, is there a cue for, listen to what the hell I'm trying to tell you? Asking for a friend. No, Marty this is where motivational interviewing is. This is, your good. motivational interviewing does not consist of, listen to what the hell I'm trying to tell you. It consists of, I'll be in the other room, honey. How do you if, stay married? And if think you need gonna, anything. How do you stay married and think that's going to work? Who is this, Marty? Marty Fox. Marty. Marty, look. All right. You, all right, don't believe us, okay? Don't believe everybody that's told you not to do this. Don't believe them. Get a fucking divorce, all right? Go ahead and get a fucking divorce. Just get it over with, all right? I mean, if you don't like her, there's no better way to run her off than to criticize her squat. Well, here's an, here's just, an idea. Just, How about you just train with your wife? Show her the videos and just train with her and don't coach her. How about you dot? How about you don't do that either? Yeah. <laughs> I'd recommend against that too. 
I guess I'm different than I, all I think you I guys. Heard, uh, yeah, well, she's different, maybe. But I, I'm just telling you, that doesn't – because what are you going to do? You know, her squat's half inch above parallel, and you criticize her asks. depth. She asks? If she asks, is my deep enough? Nope. If she doesn't ask, what do you do? Just let it go. Just sit there. Like you do in every other aspect of your fucking life. Let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. I need to get better at that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Virginie Dufresne. She's 39, 5 foot, 117. Probably hot. Right? Uh, four months, she squat 162 and a half, pressing 72, bench 102, deadlift 187.5. Using one pound increments on pressing movements, two and a half pound squat and deadlift. She's doing it perfectly. Yep. Just exactly like she's supposed to do. Without triples, the need for a women's book. Triples <laughs> on all lifts, except for the press. And she says fives are still working for the time being. So she's got this under control. But, she says, I could be wrong, but I expect my squat to stall very soon before any of my other lifts. Now, she continues, when that happens, what would be the best approach to keep making progress on the squat while my other lifts are still slowly improving on NLP? Well, she uh, weighs 115? She's, yeah, she weighs 117, 5 foot, 117. Uh, and I answered this. Uh, on the board uh, yesterday. In fact, I said gain five pounds. You know, you need to be, if you're five foot, 117, you'll like it better weighing 122. And uh, and you will buy yourself some time to continue making progress on the squat. Now, I don't know why she thinks that she's about to get stuck on the squat unless everything's just real, real hard on the squat. And... It may be that she's not resting enough. Now, we recognize the fact that women don't need to rest as long between sets as men. But if she's taking two minutes, four minutes, five minutes is certainly not unreasonable. Yep. And uh, that's the first thing I would do is rest a little bit longer between sets. I'd gain five pounds and rest longer between sets. Other than that, everything's going just exactly like it is supposed to. So, uh, you know, don't plan to fail. Don't anticipate failure when you don't need to. For a 117-pound woman, five pounds is a man. It'll make a huge difference. Big difference in her programming. Big difference. <clears throat> you know, because three pounds of it is going to be muscle mass, and uh, and if her if her bar speed is what's telling her, I think I'm going to stall soon. That that should be a factor for her. She'll, she'll, she'll probably have grindy reps for a long time. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that is a real good point. Lots and lots of women have grindy-looking reps from day one yep. through five years. Yep. It's just they're not firing things fast, and they all look hard. When, in fact, they're not any harder than they were before. Yep. So uh, this is one of these things. That, uh, she sounds smart, though. I think she's sharp. I think she's hot, too. Send us a headshot. This is a pretty good question here. All right, this is another subscriber. 49-year-old male, fairly active lifestyle, 50-hour a week as a veterinarian, teach uh, 12 hours a week of BJJ, 6 foot, 160, 
at the beginning of the NLP. Now he weighs 200. But about 16% body fat. Uh, this is textbook. It's good. good. Novice progression stopped progressing across all lifts around six months at disappointing weights. Squat 265, deadlift 320, bench 170, press 105. Uh, never added power cleans due to the pain they cause. <laughs> See how excited I am. <laughs> to a separated AC joint, I haven't gotten repaired yet. All right. This guy has a separated AC joint that's keeping him from power cleaning, but he's doing BJJ. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like he doesn't want to power clean. <laughs> What's well, fine? He's forty nine. He whatever. Clean. Whatever you want to do. Just as long as you're having fun. All right. Uh, everything else done is exactly as described. The blue book. Doing a heavy light medium template described barbell prescription. Uh, all right. Here's. Let me make this initial observation. If we before we get into the testosterone part of this thing. At six foot uh, 200, you might find that you can squeeze another three months out of your novice linear progression if you'll take your body weight on up to 220, 225, right? Look at your rest between sets. Read the first three questions article. And, uh, I mean, 40 pounds of body weight gain is good, but at 160 to 200 you still got some room to grow at six feet tall, even at yeah. 49 years old yep. you know at six foot you know i mean if we'd gotten you at uh at the age of 18 and then trained you until you were 30 you'd you know a uh, six foot tall guy can easily carry 275 i know that sounds crazy but that's what we see all right now, uh, listening to testosterone optimization episode, Jay Campbell decided to have his test checked. Total was in the 400s and free was in the prepubescent girl range. My now former physician told me that these levels were fine and did not require TRT. That's because you're within the reference range and your doctor doesn't understand anything about hormone physiology or testing. Doesn't understand anything about it. He just slides through the day by writing prescriptions for penicillin. Right? New physician apologized for the state of his profession. Hang on to him. And prescribed 120 milligram cypionate weekly. After six weeks at TRT, I'm able to add weight every heavy training session at nearly the level I did during my novice linear progression. Should I continue the heavy light medium template that I feel offers a decent opportunity for recovery or switch back to NLP? Yes. Uh, yes, you switch back to NLP, eat more, get your body weight up to 225, and then we'll talk about this intermediate shit later. But and try to see if they'll give you 200 a week. Yeah, see if they'll bump up to 200 milligram a week because that's kind of a baseline dose, for especially at 49. All right. Right now, let's go to the questions from the civilians. All right. From the civilians. 
All right. All right. Amjad Sadula says, Dear Sir or Female. No shit. That's what it says? I'm just reading this. <laughs> I would. Who does he think he's talking to? I would, <laughs> W-O-O-D, like to, that keeps coming up, doesn't it? Uh, like to submit formal complaint to yourselves. Recently, I have HAV been watching Mr. Big Shot on the Friday series because I want to be stronger, but am sincerely disappointed with his lack of care for his followers and students' feelings. <laughs> Calling them pussy, not being nice, just being rude. Telling people kill themselves. And say not nice things about doctors. He's a doctor. <laughs> I so, no, he's a mister. Or he would have said doctor. Uh, that's right. I, I sincerely submit to request that you put a different person to present on Friday series, or I have no choice to watch somebody else like Athlean X. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> this can't be real. This can't no, I, no, I think this is. This has got to be. I think this it was is pretty troll. good up until that last. Episode. Yeah. yeah. That's, Please that's, speak to the presenter and tell him to stop to be so rude. My fathlet, by that he means father, is a doctor, and Mister Big Shot like to pretend he better than doctors. T man, T H T E H man is an imbecile. <laughs> Please, can you fire? Yeah, he spelled imbecile correctly. But not the. <laughs> All right. Please, can you, letter U, fire this man and get new presenter or maybe just give him Warren first? Thanks and yours, Mr. Amjad Sadu. I'm on board with firing Rip and let's get Rusty up there. <laughs> we could try that one week just for... <laughs> Just for the hell of it, the have show last about do a Q &A. 20 minutes. Rusty do a Q&A. They ask him a question. It's, it's a rant about and, Star Wars. And they, they ask him a question. He says, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Shit, here's no, enough. Know. Uh, no. Fuck, I have no idea. No, Rusty you know? will have an answer. It'll oh, be, yeah. It'll All be right. bullshit, but he'll have an answer. All right. Like everything else in my life. <laughs> All right. Tell, oh. All right. Here, Amjad Sadula, listen. Kill yourself. <laughs> and your doctor father. And your doctor father. <laughs> and your little brothers and sisters. Let's stop this gene pool. <laughs> Nip it in the bud. All right. Okay, here's another one from Tom Bailey. Uh, uh, a publishing house in New York has offered me a $250,000 advance to write the unauthorized biography of you. It's tentatively titled Favs, The Untold Life of Mark Ripito. There is also a lucrative screenplay option to this deal that could yield me millions. Some things I can't resolve despite all my research, interviewing Wichita Falls residents, old college buddies, even some co-workers from your old Colorado days before returning to Texas. One, how much did you have to pay staff to go in the first date? No offense, but the story arc needs to have some logic. I have to make it appear reasonable that the old strength coach could, in fact, somehow have a relationship with the lovely and talented Ms. Bradford. Well, uh, 
I, oh, I can't. I'm not at liberty to talk about this. What do you? That'd be like me trying to train her and tell her tell you fucking personal shit about stuff. I will tell you that we met on the internet. Uh, I had written an article uh, probably 20 years ago about how, amazingly enough, Olympic lifters need to deadlift. And uh, she responded to the article, and we just started corresponding. So uh, uh, that's how that started. So this this deadlifting for Olympic lifters is not a brand new idea, you know. Oh, what? Oh five? No, it's probably for, twenty for years the, ago. Oh, twenty years. Okay. Oh yeah, I made two thousand, maybe ninety nine. Okay. Long time ago. Oh yeah, oh five was in. Yeah. Uh, just between you and me, and trust me, this won't be in the book. Do you think you can <laughs> kick Nick's ass? No, I can't kick Nick's ass. He outweighs me by 130 pounds. And he knows all this martial arts shit like Mark Hurling. I, I'm just going to shoot Nick. Right? That's what, that's what pistols are for. I'm not going to fight anybody. I'm just going to shoot you. All right. I don't want to hurt my shoulder. Hurt my shoulder and go to prison. Don't pick a fight with an old man. You'll hurt my shoulder or go to prison is, is, the, is, the, is the choice. So I go to prison. I'm not going to fight anybody. Especially not a brown man. Nope, not a don't do that. Three hundred and fifty-two pound brown man. <laughs> That'd be real dumb. All right. All right. Uh, the movie studio wants you to be portrayed by an Ed Asner type of the Mary Moore, Mary Tyler Moore era. I said no because Ed Asner was too kind and light-headed on Mary Tyler Moore. But I am open to what actor should play you if anyone comes to mind. Uh, well, that's a good question. Uh, how about uh, Gary uh, Oldman's the obvious. Gary Oldman would be could. the he'd be. Doesn't matter whatever you whatever, whatever I'd whatever, ne- whatever Gary needs to do, needs he could do. do. Uh, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. You know, Kevin Spacey. Okay. I mean, he's fucked up like I am. So. <laughs> right. He's raped Kevin. children. He's raped children. <laughs> Did you see the? I haven't done that. You haven't done that, as no, far as we know. Not in a while. Do you know? Did, and, uh, <laughs> did you see the? Did you see the? There's a picture going around where no, no, no it's it's just a little thing, and it says, uh, it says, imagine you're walking around, going to the store, going to work, doing normal things, and then all of a sudden you hear someone yell, "Cut!" And you were Gary Oldman the whole right. time. Right, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I did see Turns that. Turns out you're Gary That's Oldman. Fabulous. The whole time. Turns out you've you've been Gary Oldman, <laughs> right? <laughs> I would love to see that movie. All right, for I just sent Gal Gadot to play Bree. One of the Hemsworth brother brothers to play Chase. Ugh. You don't like Hemsworth? I'm not a big fan of Gal Gadot. There's got to be someone better to play Bree. Well, is that how you pronounce her name? I don't want to be accused of mispronouncing. I think so. yeah, it's be Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. No, that's not you. The the girl that played the the android on that show in the eighties. That's who's going to be Bree. <laughs> Which show in the eighties? Uh, Star Trek show? No, 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 no. This was a this was a Maybe. show about a little girl that was really a robot. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, this was in the eighties. I used to watch it yeah, when I was a kid. Yep. Right. Well, how about that that girl from uh, that was the real good looking blonde uh, in uh, that disqualifies her from playing in, three. In uh, we have dye. Oh, okay. We got hair dye. Uh, 
in uh, Battlestar Galactica. She was, was one of the Cylons. No, 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 no the, the no, Cylon, bro. Oh, oh, the bombshell-looking oh, one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she's gorgeous. Get her, you know, dye her hair, be Brie. Make her less attractive. Complete lack of emotion, <laughs> just like Brie. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Who's going to play Rusty? Is it Rusty in there? No. no. Oh, that sucks. Nobody gives a fuck about that. That's true. Uh, in the movie, say, you James Franco hunt down those who steal your intellectual <laughs> property like Liam Neeson or Rambo. <laughs> I really want to keep this scene in. Any objections? Taking the high road like you have done is commendable, but I need an action scene. This is really silly. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, his heart's in the right place. Yeah. Right? It's pretty good. Okay. <clears throat> Continuing now. <laughs> uh, I've been a long time listener and have what isn't exactly a question, but a possible solution to a frustration. I've heard you voice. I've heard you bemoan how difficult it is to get members of the medical community to see the efficacy of and recommend the use of testosterone supplementation. That is to say they are reluctant to recommend it for adult men. The same can't be said for women looking to transition to men. Some accounts indicate that even underage girls are able to get testosterone therapy if they express the desire to transition. Furthermore, the medical community seems to be in the grip of woke ideology on the topic of gender to the extent that they aren't able to contradict a person's self-identification. You can see where this is going. Yep. Given this, the solution to your frustration seems clear. Men in need of TRT should forego a trip to the doctor. They should instead go to a gender clinic and declare forthrightly that they are, in fact, a woman or perhaps a young girl, even. And that this uh, that is in deep distress, a young girl even that is in deep distress, feeling out of place in their own body and looking to transition into manhood. If those in the clinic are consistent with their ideology, then they should acknowledge the person's lived experience and provide the testosterone. Well, Tim... I think you may be on to something, buddy. Right, you could get free testosterone if you wanted to. You know, let us know how this works out for you. But the problem is you have to go uh, to a gender clinic. Well, that means bigger city. Yeah. They don't have a gender clinic in Seymour, you know. <laughs> they sure as fuck don't. <laughs> you know, so, uh, I mean, it makes sense to me as much as anything else makes sense, Right. Okay, I am a uh, 64-year-old male and have been following your year and grace deals program for the past 10 months. wonder why he doesn't call that blue steel. Yes, blue steel. He'd do a lot more business. Yep. If he called it blue steel. After finishing my deadlift work set, 280... I felt pain in my lower back and am worried that I damaged my back in a way that will now produce chronic pain. 
Five days later, I still feel the pain and am concerned that if I resume my LP, I will permanently injure my back or discs, back or discs. I have never had back issues. Any suggestions? You are a 64-year-old man. Your back has never hurt before? I don't know that I believe that. It's impressive. Have you ever heard of that happening? I mean, no. That's. I never heard of that. I mean, even if you're doing absolutely nothing, your back's going to hurt. <clears throat> well, you know, it's been five days since he did this. I think you. I mean, look, you tweaked your back, and you can tell by mine and. Everybody else in the room hears response. You just, everybody tweaks their back. It's part of being a human. You know, jellyfish don't tweak their backs because <laughs> they don't have a back, right? Bugs don't tweak their backs. They don't have such a goddamn thing. But humans tweak their backs. Bipedal, upright humans who have changed their spine from horizontal to vertical, tweak their backs. Just what, you know. That's the price we pay for having opposable thumbs. Yep. Right? And it's just one of them deals. I'm sorry your back hurt. Uh, I mean, the, the thing you probably are going to do is quit training and see if it gets any better. And it might get better, and then you're going to have a decision to make. Do you like being strong enough to risk hurting yourself again to get that way? This is, you know, your decision. This is a thing that we can't decide for you. Uh, you don't really, you don't have a deadlift. You're only pulling 280, you know, and it may very well be that you're just one of these people that just can't tolerate any pain. You don't tell me how tall or what you weigh. Um, I don't know, you know, if you're five, two and you weigh one forty eight, then that's not a bad deadlift. But if you're five eleven and you weigh one eighty five, you know, this, this may just be something you don't want to do. You know, uh, I can't tell you that you're not going to ever hurt your back again can't tell you that i can tell you for sure that you probably are gonna hurt your back again but join the fucking club i mean back pain is one of the few things that is common to every human being on earth everybody's back hurts a little bit the fact that you got to 64 without any back trouble uh i don't think you're telling me the truth actually that's so unlikely that that's probably not what well he's made situation. i mean he very well may have never experienced an actual tweak that like might not have hurts you know but the the fun the, the the weird thing is that people are i mean everybody's backs hurt everybody's knees hurt everybody's shoulders hurt and nobody freaks out about their knees hurting and their shoulders hurting but as soon but, as it's a back, it's you know I've got a bad back. I can't do I can't X do Y Z. Right? I, can't do I think things. they're afraid. Of, you know they have been made to be afraid of the idea of back pain being associated with neurological damage. Right. Yeah. And 
The fact of the matter is that most back pain has got nothing to do with neurology. Most back pain, just like everything else, is orthopedic. Now listen to me. The fact that your back is hurting does not mean that you're about to be paralyzed. Okay? 95% of back pain is orthopedic, and that's all. Right? The vast majority of the time you hurt your back, it hurts for about two weeks and is gone. And then it'll happen again in another six months, and it's going to hurt for two weeks. And what you're going to do is train through it. Because if you can't train through some back pain, then you can't train. Because all people have back pain. Uh, most people that have had chronic back pain for long periods of time that start training tell us that within three weeks their back pain is gone. That's what most people tell us. Most untrained people that have experienced chronic back pain and are tired of this shit, I mean it gets tiresome, uh, tell us that they started training and it went away. Same with knees. Same with shoulders. That's what people tell us all the time. But you are somehow under the impression, probably from your doctor, that if you've got back pain, then you're going to be paralyzed. Not all back pain is neurological in nature, okay? Sometimes it is, but it's usually not. It's usually a ligament or a little scrapey thing or something that produces pain that is local pain in the area in the back that does not radiate down a leg, that does not cause you to piss your pants. Things like that are neurological, okay? And really, uh, sciatic pain is not really neurological. I mean, it's neurological in origin, but I can, I can make sciatic pain go away in 30 seconds. I know how to do a piriformis release, and I can make sciatic pain stop right now. Uh, you don't say what kind of back pain. You say lower back. It's a big place. Who knows? My advice to you is to train through it. Unless you just don't like having back pain at all, then you're going to have to stop training. And that will teach you something, too. It will teach you that you shouldn't have stopped training. Yeah, I've been doing starting strength since January. I'm 39, 6'4", 235. Squat 300, deadlift 325, all the weight I own at the moment. Bench 275, press 160. A 275 bench on a 300 squat means you need to buy some weights. You need to buy some 45-pound plates because you're stronger than that squat. Still adding weight to the bar every workout, although he doesn't have any weight. I have three young kids and moving this week. Only be able to take off a few days of work for the move. Facing the reality, I won't have time to train for a while. My best guess is that I'll have to pause until at least mid-May. question is, if I take two to three weeks off, starting strength plus the best course of action to restart the program to get back to my current levels in the shortest amount of time. All right. Now, the standard recommendation, the standard recommendation I have for this is that if you take a week to ten days off, you repeat the last workout, repeat the same numbers. If you take two to three weeks off, you're going to back up three workouts and do those numbers. Just back up three workouts in your novice linear progression. 
you're taking four weeks off, you're going to back up four workouts. This uh, is, I, some people think you just have to start completely over. Well, no. Strength is a very persistent adaptation. Just because you took two to three weeks off doesn't mean you're weak like you were when you first started. That's not the way it works. Uh, so that's what I would do. Uh, I mean, this, this kind of shit happens all the time. You know, this isn't the first time you're going to have to take off training. You know, there's all kinds of things that happen. You're going to get sick. You know, you're going to have to stop and sue somebody. You know, you're going to have a car wreck and you're going to have to, you know, manage injury rehab that won't let you train. There's all kinds of things that are going to happen. It's just part of being alive. So what you've learned how to do is to you realize that the strength you have built so far doesn't just evaporate into thin air if the training stops. What you want to resist the temptation of doing is starting back over where you left off, exactly where you left off with the same number of sets. Like if you take four weeks off, when the first day I was back, I would do one work set instead of three across. Because if you jump right back into that same amount of tonnage over the course of the workout, you're going to be so fucking sore, you're not going to be able to talk. Right? So you've got you to restrain yourself. But you don't drop back down to 135 because that's just not necessary. All right? Okay. <clears throat> Uh, Rip, need help settling an argument on what determines range of motion. With performing barbell exercises, is the ROM calculated by what the lifter's body does or the body has an equal and opposite reaction for every motion? The barbell movement is what determines ROM. Uh, for example, Rusty does proper starting strength deadlift one rep and the next rep he drops his butt a little more. If the bar pattern in both reps are exactly the same, in this instance, do both reps have the same range of motion? No. Well, all right, let me, let me answer that by saying range of motion that we talk about refers to the range of motion of the bones moving around a joint. What's the range of motion of the knee? What's the range of motion around the hip? Okay. Now, we will occasionally talk about range of motion in the bar. All right. A deadlift has a much shorter range of motion than a power clean, which just travels higher. Right. Squat has a longer range of motion than the deadlift does. You know, so there's, there's a couple of different ways to address this topic. If we're talking about the effect that an exercise has on a muscle group, we have to talk about it in terms of the range of motion around a joint. If we are talking about the effect that an exercise has on the strength in a system of movement, then we're talking about the bar path distance, and that's the range of motion. So it just depends on what the hell we're talking about when we talk about range of motion. Uh, it can be either one, okay? Uh, yeah, I, I, 
I, I don't have anything to add to that. I I, I don't think that uh, uh, you know there's there's this is obviously a a, a subject and this range of motion argument can be used in 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 both circumstances. Right. Yeah, the range of motion is the you, same whether you start with your ass high or your ass low. The range of motion of the bar. Of the bar. The range yeah. of motion around the hips is going to be more. Right. Range of motion around the knees is going to be more. But so that's true. But if the argument is that one's better because it's more range of motion, then you can't you can't just tack that argument on top of that because right. it's not because some of that range of motion is unloaded. Right. So the range of motion is confuse a bunch of different things. Right. And and like we say in our in our Saturday morning discussion at the seminar that, you know, we, we select barbell exercises for the amount of muscle mass they involve over the longest effective range of motion. And when, and the classic example is the ass to grass squat, all right? In an ass to grass squat, the bar moves further and the hips and knees travel over a longer range of motion around those two joints. All right, but we would encourage you to just squat to about a half inch or an inch below parallel and come back up because that range of motion is more effective at lifting heavier weights while at the same time activating the greatest amount of muscle mass. So there's there's several things going on here, and uh, sounds to me like you might be a good candidate for a seminar weekend. All right. Okay. All right, uh, Mark, my training partner is a 33-year-old female who suffers with varicose veins in both legs. She has recently been advised by the medical experts not to lift heavy weights. In fact, not to do any form of weight training, just stick to walking and light cardio sessions on exercise bikes and the like. I can't convince her that this may not be the best advice. I'd like your opinion on the subject, as I know you're a big fan of the so-called medical experts. Didn't I get... Yelled at about com- yeah. about criticizing the medical profession mm-hmm. earlier. Yep, you did. Well, how am I going to answer this question without criticizing the medical profession? We're just going to have to live with it, I guess. Live with the criticism. Yeah. Or live with the unanswered question. No, no, no. The criticism. criticism. Uh, we okay. are, we're all dying to hear the answer. Well, the fans are all right, dying. All right, here's the situation: varicose veins are just exactly like hemorrhoids. You get them from your parents. Okay? That's where varicose veins come from. Varicose veins are are not the little spider veins that you see just dermally under the, right under the surface of the skin. These are uh, faulty uh, uh, venous structures that, that have kind of lost muscle tone, and, that, and this is, you know, they... They swell and they blood pools in them and and uh, and they hurt they ache and a long time ago they removed these all right both of my parents had varicose veins and both of them had had the surgery to take them out. Damn. Is that a cosmetic it, deal? No. I mean, there's actually a problem with. Yeah, it's the these things are are not visible. As little purple veins under the skin, right, they are right. big, These are the big fat contused-looking yeah, fat yeah, things, yeah. and they My hurt. Grandpa and, had those. Right. Oh, they hurt. Yeah, That's the yeah, they hurt. They hurt real bad. Yep. So, 
what uh, they used to do was take these things out. Now, if you've got shitty genetics for varicose veins, like I do, all right, uh, and I've got I've have some discomfort with them, uh, the medial side of my calves, right there in the you know, on the anterior side of the gastroc, right up the side of the tibia, hurts from time to time, and I can massage it and make it feel a little bit better. But those are varicose veins. Hmm. Deep you feel ones. like a bruise or something? Yeah. 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 Kind of feels like a bruise, but they go away. The most important thing you can do to keep these things from getting out of control is to train. I, all right. The human body is constructed in a way such that venous return and the, the venous vascular bed is different from the arterial vascular bed. The arterial bed is muscular. And venous uh, bed is is not muscular. It is just a lumen of connective tissue. And your body depends upon muscle contraction to make the venous blood return to the heart. And among other things, this is one of the reasons why you don't go all the way to sleep and, don't, and, and are motionless at night in bed. You move around because you have to. Venous return is dependent on motion, and the better shape you're in, the better, the better your muscles are able to help with venous return, especially out of the legs. All right? As is usually the case, GPs in the U.K. are uh, help me here. <laughs> I don't want to be ugly because. Uh, well, you, what would, what could you say about a GP that would recommend against exercise for varicose veins? He's doing what, the best he can. He's he's doing the best he can under a shitty circumstances, and you know what those shitty circumstances are for him? He's stupid. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> he's he's doing the best that a stupid person could do. Okay, so let's just leave it at that. All right. Okay. All right. Now, I don't understand this. Maybe you can help me with this, Nick. Uh, most strength programs like starting strength have a higher press ratio than pulling. It is possible to develop. It is possible to, to develop imbalances, imbalances, in the shoulders with the posterior deltoide less developed than the anterior delt. Is that the whole question? Yes. I I've have never... higher press ratio than put. What do you suspect I think this you mean, gentleman's talking about? I think you mean more upper body work than we have, at least initially. That's probably what he's talking about. But have you ever in your entire life known a person to have too much anterior delt development? Too much back development is what he's saying? Come his the back, fuck on. His when has that, when has that ever happened? It's a posterior deltoid less developed than the anterior. He's saying that your posterior deltoid is less developed than the anterior deltoid. Anterior deltoid is a bigger muscle belly 
on everybody. Right. On your grandmother, it's a bigger muscle belly. Right? And uh, posterior delts are involved in the press. This is why we have you press. Higher press ratio than both. I don't know what the fuck yeah, he's that's talking gibberish. about. Just a shitty question. All right. Look. Well, let, let me say, let's say something about that. Because All right. Regardless of his stupid-ass question, but a, a common a common thing that people say is that there's not enough upper body work in our program. Right. All right? So right. how is there not enough upper body work? You're doing upper body every day. And the point is not to work an upper body and a lower body. It's to work the entire body. Yes. I mean, you realize that your upper body works when you deadlift? No, they don't. Rip, they, they don't know. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't realize that. They don't realize that. Yep. They have never. How many times have you pulled a heavy deadlift and felt your pec, pec fire? Pec triceps. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. I mean, what do you think your posterior deltoid is doing during a deadlift? Sleeping? Yeah, deadlift. It's when in you, the Caribbean. Deadlift when what? you have a torn pec. What's it feel yeah. like to deadlift when you have a torn pec? Oh, Shit's not fun. You can't pull. Yeah. You know, the damn thing will hurt real bad. Yep. I don't know anybody's ever torn a pec deadlifting, but I bet it could happen. Yeah. Because all of this shit's in contraction. You know, when when you are pulling a one RM deadlift. There aren't any muscles in your body that are not in contraction. All of them are in contraction. Your eyelid muscles are in contraction. <laughs> your sphincters are in contraction. All of them. Your toe muscles are in contraction. Everything's in contraction. I, this, this is just body part thinking. Yeah. This is bodybuilding. This is bodybuilding. Right. Right. You know. It, it, this is people who care about the appearance of their shoulders instead of their shoulder strength. While at the same time not realizing that their appearance, they're, they're never going to get where they want to get doing what they think they right. should do. Right. right. Addressing that you're not going to get done what you want to get done. Addressing the separate muscle groups that you see with your eyeballs. All right. that's, that's not how this is done. The biggest, strongest bodybuilders that ever lived Lifted big, heavy weights. They deadlifted. They squatted. Yep. So made Arnold so big. Arnold was a lifter before he was a bodybuilder. He wasn't the smartest guy in the fucking world, but he did <laughs> understand about... Ronnie Coleman. But Ronnie Coleman's a perfect example. Dorian Yates, mm-hmm. these two mastodon bodybuilders, they lifted... I mean, they're both 500 mentors for reps, you know? They're, they're 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 800 deadlifters. Yeah, Ronnie Coleman, I think, squatted 800. He might very well have. He was nuts. He's a big, strong man. But they understood how important yes. it was. Yes. They yes, they understood how heavy weight affects muscle mass. All right. Now, we're not concerned with how heavy weight affects muscle mass. We just understand that heavy weight does affect muscle mass, and that if you want muscle mass, you have to lift heavy weights. That's what we understand. We're just not concerned with what it looks like when that happens. If you are concerned, the fact still remains that you've got to get your squat and your deadlift up if you want to be big and strong, if you want to appear to be big and strong. You've got to get your squat and your deadlift up. Strong men's appearance. Uh, Santana makes this point. 
What is the appearance of a strong man dependent upon? His physical appearance is Big essentially dependent traps. on his deadlift. Yeah, that's right. He, his neck, his traps, his shoulder width, his forearms, all of this visually impressive muscle mass is more associated with a big deadlift than it is upper body work. It really is. So, you know, we can talk about this till we're blue in the face, but Weeder organization always wins because they've got the magazines on the grocery store shelves. Right? Uh, but but really, the the good ones, the big bodybuilders whose names you know. I'm not talking about Frank Zane. I'm talking about the big ones. Lifted big heavy weights, and know the importance of doing this in terms of their appearance. Okay, here's the last one. First off. Thank you for all that you do. The Strength Strength Program has been an invaluable source of empowerment for me, and for that, I am extremely grateful. Also, comments from the haters never fails to put a smile on my face. Well, that's why we do it. We don't do it because we're trying to make the haters feel good. We're doing it because you think it's funny, and so do we. My question is in regards to the press. I have recently been experiencing what feels like a pinched nerve feeling in my right elbow when pressing. Feeling generally occurs about halfway up in the press. Tried placing my shoulders and elbows in different positions to see if this helps mitigate the feeling and have yet to find a position that does so. Wondering if you ever come across this and whether you have any thoughts on why this might be occurring. Well, uh, the ulnar nerve does run across the back of the elbow. All right, it runs across the back of the olecranon process, kind of on this side of it, right in here. This is probably what you're talking about. All right, some people have that nerve uh, entrapped in uh, a ligamentous malformation. Now, usually we'll go away, you'll keep training, stretch through it. You're not going to hurt yourself, just train through it. And eventually that thing will stop squeezing on the ulnar nerve. If it doesn't, you may need to have it looked at. If you start to have symptoms of distal ulnar nerve problems, and that'll be in the little finger and the medial side of the ring finger. If that gets numb and starts bothering you, you might need to have this looked at. But this is uh, this kind of situation. It's, you know, I think everybody's felt this a couple of times. You know, uh, you say you've experimented with different elbow positions and shoulder positions. You don't mention your grip width. Um, make sure you're gripping the bar at the width we recommend. Because that's a most neutral position that you can get into. I would say that's the first thing I would manipulate is grip width. Okay? And keep your elbows up. Not here, but here. 
And there's videos about this on the website. Yep, I bet his grip's off. I'm sure it is. Sure it is. Well, look, there's nothing else on the table. You know what I think I'm going to do? Let's see. Rogan called again. No. Rogan quit calling us. He didn't want to pay. Well, he moved to Texas. I think and he, was he and he and he realized that I would probably drive down there, yep. and he never, he never wanted to talk to me. <laughs> he may have been looking you know, for a, a sponsor to get him to Texas. Oh, that's could have been somebody to vouch now? for him. Something to vouch for him. All right. Oh, look! There's a severe thunderstorm watch for Wichita County. Pretty normal. Cool for here. I like severe thunderstorm watches. Atmospheric phenomena are interesting until they kill you. <laughs> right. But it's interesting right up until that point. They're real interesting. <laughs> All right. So that's it. I think it's time to go. What's the time? Four fifty. I think it's time to go to the glass kitchen and get a cheeseburger. With a toasted bun. With a, ooh. That's so good. Not as good as herds, but it's close that close real close it's that close so those of you that are enjoying our podcast in this new format thank you for being here tell your friends sign up we're still running clips from these things on the youtube channel and uh we'll be using that to advertise what actually you get to see if you watch the whole thing you know, and our audible, our audio podcasts are, are haven't changed at all. That distribution is the same as it was previously. So if all you do is listen, eh, you don't care, right? But we're now in a situation where YouTube can't fuck us in the ass as thoroughly as they could have previously. And uh, I'm just grateful that they're not as efficient as they ought to be. <laughs> We'd have been down off of there a long time ago. <laughs> okay, anybody want to – got anything they want to say? they got three people in the room besides me. I Surely to God. Nick's hadn't shut up. You said, said it, you said it all. I've said it all. I've said it all. I can't wait for the Rusty episode. <laughs> Fuck, Rusty. that's going to be so that's, good. That's going to be awesome. Isn't it? We'll put him on there, and he'll read the question and go, Hell, I don't know. Yeah. You know, this reminds me of that time that I was in a galaxy far, far away. A long time. <laughs> Everything will have a Star Wars analogy. <laughs> Maybe Lord of the Rings if I get really dicey. Do you have a Jar Jar Binks costume or anything? Stay out of my sex life, please. <laughs> What sex life is the the obvious next question. (laughs) Thank you for being here on Starting Strength Radio. We'll see you next week.